Welcome back to Your Voice First podcast. Today, we're looking at a study released by Nick Newman, Journalism, Media, and Technology Trends and Predictions 2019. It was released under Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, as well as the University of Oxford. Nick Newman, the author, is a senior research associate at Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, where he's been the lead author of the annual digital news report since 2012. He's also a founding member of BBC's news website, leading international coverage as world editor from 1997 to 2001. He's also been involved with their head of production. He also has led digital teams. He's developed websites, mobile and interactive TV applications for all of the BBC journalism sites. We're going to start with some citations from voice technology inside of the report, and then we'll jump out to the executive summary. Let's jump in. In the executive summary of the Oxford and Reuters report. With many publishers launching new daily news podcasts, it is perhaps not surprising that the majority, 75%, think that audio will become a more important part of their content and commercial strategies. A similar proportion, 78%, think that emerging voice-activated technologies like Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant will have a significant impact on how audiences access content over the next few years. In a quote from Der Spiegel's Stefan Otlitz, I'm surprised about the potential of audio and voice for journalism. Users will consume news by speaking and listening, less often by reading, and we have to prepare early on for shifts in user expectations. The big question for traditional publishers is how to use AI responsibly and transparently within their own websites and apps, and how to communicate what's going on to their users. Each of these predictions were made in January of 2019, so we're examining them in November, at the end of 2019, when you can kind of see the results. The first subject we're going to look at is voice-activated speakers and assistants, which it starts by saying, Though millions of smart speakers were unwrapped at Christmas, the story of the coming year is likely to be the spread of voice assistants outside of the home and to many more languages. New iOS and Android operating systems have made voice more prominent on mobile phones. Headphone manufacturers like Bose are embracing them, while car manufacturers are launching their own assistants, as well as making it easier to access Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. All of this will make it easier to access existing linear radio podcasts, audiobooks, and streaming music services in more places in more convenient ways. What that means in summary not just smart speakers. Although in 2019 we did see a proliferation of smart speakers, what we really saw was the proliferation of adoption in other devices, such as inside of Bose headphones, inside of BMW, inside of the Echo Auto. Each of these were releases in 2019. As the report um, on voice suggests, we will also need to see the development this year of more bespoke audio services like voice search, voice-activated games, and step-by-step -step audio recipes. But, while voice makes accessing existing media more efficient, it's not so good at expressing complex outputs or allowing navigation within audio experiences. 
This is why smart speakers are increasing, increasingly coming with screens that can display accompanying images such as weather, maps, as well as enabling video calling and picture display. The Google Hub, which was released in October 2018, and side note, it's now called the Google Nest Hub, is a smart based is a screen-based smart speaker that adds a visual layer to voice-driven experiences, competing with the existing Amazon Show. Facebook also entered the market in October 2018 with the Facebook Portal, a new screen-based device which contains Alexa voice functionality as well as its proprietary voice recognition for video calling. You'll notice that while they predicted a lot of this adoption, what it also noted was the need for screens because voice only does not solve anything. As we know in human conversation, we can't express every idea that we could possibly want to convey efficiently just with words. Although we can convey a lot like rate of speech and emotion and empathy and other qualities that make voice so powerful, it's not the only solution. We can't, just like artificial intelligence versus humans, we don't want to go on any side of the polarity of just embracing artificial intelligence or moving humans, but we realize that humans on their own are not necessarily the most efficient tools either. It's nice to have the tool of artificial intelligence. The same with voice versus screens. It's, although some people see it's either I'm on a screen or I'm using voice, a lot of times there is a benefit of using either both or a mixture with a smart display, but often what we find in technology and in life is there is not a polar decision that is best. Rather, it is healthy to find a balance and to find the pros and cons of each and to understand which situations the best application for your technology is. Jumping into the next section of the report, opportunities for publishers when it comes to voice-activated smart speakers and assistants. While publishers recognize that voice will be a major disruption, they're not clear about whether now is the right time to invest. The Reuters study suggests that they take up news content was disappointing. Only 22% of companies in news use news briefings in the UK and only 18% in the US. Only 1% said that news was the most important feature, compared with 64% who cited music playing and 7% who cited checking weather. Most of the early usage has gone to default broadcasters like the BBC in the UK, ABC in Australia, and the ARD in Germany, leaving little traffic for others. In general, broadcasters are bullish and newspapers are more cautious. Here are some quotes. I think voice has the potential to fundamentally change the way people interact with our journalism. Australian broadcaster. A UK newspaper publisher said, there are two major unknowns at this point, the extent to which consumers are actually into this thing and whether or not it's a genuine commercial opportunity. Some bullets within this study, more atomized news. News on voice devices currently means a linear bulletin that plays and can't easily be controlled. That will change this year. Spoiler alert, it didn't really change. Google is developing a prototype of the world's first voice news aggregator where short stories from different news brands can be summoned, stopped, and skipped. I want to say that was already implemented, so um, news on voice is still pretty linear with a bulletin. You get 
a bulletin. Um, it reads through each of your news sources. It can't be controlled super easily, but I'm not sure how much differently the world could imagine news being a non-linear source. So going back, publishers who are already fear their brands will be devalued in a voice environment are going to be worried about this development. Publishers like BBC prefer to create their own destinations. These are called skills or actions in the voice world, where they can offer more personalized and controllable audio, as well as offering onward journeys to other content. Now that makes sense. Skills and actions are a much more customized and personalizable for a brand. So companies like BBC to be able to take that and then make their content way more dynamic and interactive for the consumer. Because how it is right now is you say launch the news and then you get a pre-recorded message of the news for the day, which is amazing, but it's not necessarily customized to me. Even for me personally, I have what in my newsfeed, when I say, hey, Google in the morning, I get Wired, I get TechCrunch, I get Forbes Tech, pretty much any tech blog that I could want. But when I launch those, I don't get any customization of that feed for Wired. Wired is going to give me their pre-recorded two and a half minute message. TechCrunch is going to give me their pre-recorded three minute message. Forbes, the same thing. Now with an action, after I hear a story, I might want to follow up on a specific article, or I might want to contact the author, or I might want to have some other experience that is non-linear, more dynamic. BBC is talking about adopting that with theirs, the, the BBC, and that that would be a skill or an action where you can have a more in-depth experience and have a much more customizable and complex experience with your consumers. Jumping back into the report, voice news search gets better. So voice searches for cinema listings or celebrity birthdays work pretty well because the data is both limited and well-structured. News search is a much bigger problem and the platforms want publishers to create readable snippets of content that answers current questions. Expect to see platforms publishing, uh, expect, I'm sorry, expect to see platforms pushing publishers to use a new metadata specification called the speakable schema. Combined with the branded nuggets of atomized news, this will result in a much better voice search experience in 2019, where it will be possible to get answers to questions like, what is Brexit? And what is the latest news on Brexit? Metadata adoption, this is actually outside of my realm of expertise. If anyone has any information on whether or not news actually adopted this in 2019, shoot me a voice message. Moving on to the next session, multimodal voice experiences. Watch out for more experiences that mix voice inputs with smartphone outputs, and vice versa. You can already ask about movie showtimes using your Amazon Echo and Google Home, and then the booking is completed via a message sent to your phone. Similarly, you may be able to save articles on your favorite news apps and then ask your speaker to read them out when you are ready. We have definitely embraced multimodal. With, just within our own company alone, most of our apps now have some sort of SMS component. So an experience starts on Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa, but they will give us their phone number or the ability to text their phone, and then we will send them a confirmation of their dry cleaning for Voice Dry Cleaner, or for the October Jones experience, or for artists and musicians, the ability to send your Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, email, anything that you would want to send a fan as an artist, you can send that in a text message. This is called multimodal, having... Um, multiple modalities uh, a modality would be your phone it might be a smart speaker but the one of the big trends that i am predicting is this multimodal ride of ambient computing and having a lot of devices that perform very small tasks that together create larger systems and 
we as humans will pick and choose depending on which friend or which modality is best suited for that specific task or the specific portion of the task and we'll use that modality whether it has a screen because it benefits us to have the screen or it doesn't have a screen because the screen distracts us whether it's in your car because the time of day that you need to be performing this task is in your car or if it's on your phone because you're walking around and staring at your phone and you're in a very private situation there's a lot of modalities with a lot of different benefits and disadvantages to each back to the report voice confusion sets in with some abandonment the growing number of platforms could slow the take up of these technologies especially given the subtle differences in how to ask for content and even what content is available given current levels of hype it's also inevitable that some disenchantment will set in a bit like chinese bikes for hire many of these relatively cheap devices will be cast aside or just left to gather dust Screen-based speakers in particular will sell poorly with many models discontinued. That's a big statement. In looking at 2019 in a recap, I would say that that I would agree with it. People are often comparing voice technology adoption to the technology to the adoption of previous technologies like the iPhone, smartphones, to the computer and web. And with voice, unlike the iPhone that there was one single technology that kind of was released as the dominant player and there wasn't really a there was one that established it as the core awesome technology that everybody adopted and understood how it worked with voice you've got Google where you say hey Google you've got Alexa where you say Alexa and for launching an Alexa skill is going to be way different than launching an action on Google the differences between the platforms is great and although it is very intuitive for people to speak the specific incantations the magic spells the nuances of actually using the technology differ greatly and some amount of confusion is rolling onto the consumers the users of the technology who are excited about the hype but getting into the implementation there's a lot of differences and the technology has not truly adopted to the consumer yet and we still need to see that and although it ai does get better every single day it frustrates people from the confusion and it's something we got to work on and that's it for the section specifically on voice technology we'll jump through a couple more quotes and wrap up the episode with an overall summary